place accountably. May I say, I'm rather tired tonight, so I might have only a few words to come out tonight. But uh, what I wanted to um, talk about uh, follows on from the talk I gave a couple of days ago at Azar Zinkai, which basically was the theme was about um, intimacy and how it's really the essence of Zen practice to um, to find uh, a sense of intimacy with life, not just with one person or a, a, a people, but with life as a whole, and that uh, to embrace that completely. Um, that would be a that would be a more uh, ordinary everyday English word to describe enlightenment. Mm -hmm. What the Buddha's experience was, was to have a sense of great intimacy with all things, and see the connectedness of all things. That's what happens when the sense of um, individual egocentric self breaks down. That's what emerges out of it is intimacy. But what I wanted to do was to link that with um, the precepts, um, the, the ethical code of um, Zen. And uh, to follow Diane Rosetto's book, Diane's a friend of mine and a teacher in the Ordinary Mind Zen School in um, California. Uh, one of the precepts she puts forward um, is to support life. And usually these precepts are um, worded in the negative, not to not kill. So not kill, but to support life would be a holistic way of presenting that. And uh, when you look at all the ways that we may um, take life, and this covers, this covers issues about whether you're a vegetarian or not a vegetarian, um, whether you support or not the termination of a fetus, whether you support euthanasia, Mm -hmm. uh, whether you think some wars are justified or wars never justified, whatever. Um, from a Zen perspective, uh, there's no... If you're looking for fixed positions on this, you won't find them in Zen. You won't, you won't find... You know, there's not like a moral manual in the sky that we look up to and it has neat little categories that says you do this and you do this and you do this. That's what's right or wrong. It's far more complex than that. And um, there's and there's there's no I mean there's no fixed position of how we, we we need to respond in every circumstance. It might be different according to circumstance. But really, what guides us in those decisions, and um, some decisions we will perhaps have no direct no direct responsibility in life, whether a nation goes to war or not, you know, or whether we bring back capital punishment or not, you know, we're, we're just one person in a whole population. But things that do touch people's lives more personally when it comes to taking life or not taking life is around whether to be a vegetarian or not, um, uh, Termination of a fetus, euthanasia, even the issue of suicide, you know, whether it's you've had those feelings yourself or other people around you do, what do we do around that? You know, what is our 
perspective on it. And I don't have I don't have fixed views on that on any of those issues or a judgment of other people being wrong or right or whatever. Um, it's for each of us to um, be as clear about those things as we possibly can. But what I think does guide our decisions and our actions is this sense of intimacy with life. If, if you're really intimate with life, do you know, and you're in a holistic kind of way and it's not hasn't got a narrow focus, um, and you care then about the life of other beings, you know, of other animals, you know, of other, other societies, other people different to ourselves, then that would be the guiding sort of heart-based motivation that would drive our decisions rather than some intellectual thing up here. And the thing to remember, you know, from a Zen perspective as well, is that to live a life... Um, it all involves giving and taking. Mm -hmm. And there's not one of us who would be alive here today or continue to be alive without other life being taken to support our existence. You know? And so um, whether we eat meat or we don't eat meat, there's a clear the animal has to die for us to live. And that's what we're doing if we eat meat. But even if we eat apples, we've deprived an apple tree of growing because the seeds can't go into the ground. Mm -hmm. There's no escaping the fact that other things die in order for us to live. And we die eventually in order for other things to live. There's a give and take in the whole process. So to think that you can live outside of that life cycle um, and never do any harm whatsoever, or ne sorry, never kill, or take life is is to try and get outside of life in some kind of way which would be meaningless but it's that sense it's that more that heart sense um, heartfelt sense um, that drives the um, the ethics of Zen ethics rather than some trying to get to some consistent intellectual position that we fix onto and uh, m many people in society would prefer to have certainty. Mm -hmm. For someone to tell them that this is right and this is wrong, or to come into some fixated position of what's right or wrong. Um, that's, the, that's the easy way of doing ethics. Mm -hmm. The more difficult way of doing ethics is to be aware of everyone involved, everything inv everyone involved, everything involved in the implications of some kind of decision. And um, and something something emerges out of that, and and it's the willingness to do that to have that empathy for everything in a way. And it's also, as Diane is pointing out, it's the it's the um, the quest to take personal responsibility for your own actions in that a sense of blame or it's someone else's problem or whatever. Um, there's a sense of really owning the agency of our decisions around that. So intimacy and ethics are intimately, excuse me, but intimately bound up with one another. Um, and that can be our guiding direction. Anything you'd like to add? Jeff, wasn't, wasn't that the um, 